So why do seagulls fly over the ocean? Where else would they fly? Well, because if they flew over the bay, then they'd be called bagels. Welcome back to the Distracted Driving Podcast. I am the somewhat embarrassed host, (laughs) Sean Genovese. We do all kinds of stuff here. I'm Rex Williams. Just glad to provide the extra voice and um, a dad joke commentary. Yeah, whatever whatever it is he's providing, he's glad to provide <laughs> I'm it. Glad to just be, spit it out. <laughs> I'm like the Jim McMahon of the <clears throat> not Jim McMahon. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. <laughs> Ed McMahon. McMahon. You. Oh my gosh, I, that is. I even that blew is that. The perfect analogy. <laughs> Ed McMahon, Ed McMahon, that makes me Johnny Carson. That's right. It goes way back. I I guess that's dating us a a bit, but you know, I know you love it. So I I mean, I I would be honored to to be even considered. I I would. It would be an honor if I could do the dad jokes at the beginning of Johnny Carson's show, but Johnny Carson's too good for that. He he wouldn't. He wouldn't allow dad jokes. But what we will allow is more of our conversation with my friend, Miriam Lays. Miriam is a uh, industrial engineer uh, by education and... Um, spent her career in a variety of places, a variety of industries, which you can hear about in the first part of our uh, conversation with her. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. um, Yeah. uh, She is, uh, she is with child. Those of you on the audio only version of the podcast will probably not be able to discern that (laughs) just from listening. Um, so that's why this episode is going to start off, um, talking about Miriam's baby and then some other topics. Okay. Let's hear it. Listen, it's, it's our show. We get to talk too. And then, uh, yeah, then I decided I'd rather do my own study and turn in my own papers in my own time. So. You know, you get tired of like always having something due, um, yeah. and I like learning and stuff. But I like uh, I like just reading books too. You know, self help stuff. I know you're joking about or, or like Sean's laughing about things due, but I I'm not kidding. I still to this day, even though it's been, I graduated in May, on Sundays I have this sense yeah, of dread where I'm like, oh my god, I have an assignment <laughs> due. Like I literally like in I. And I have dreams. I have nightmares oh. where I didn't turn something in, and therefore my degree is invalid. <laughs> and then I'll wake up and just be like, "What the heck?" Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> it, it stays with you, grad, grad school, school nightmares. Stays with you. <laughs> it's no good. You <laughs> failed <Wait laughs> until the baby comes, 
<laughs> and, yeah. and then, you know, you're going to go through different stages and, and you'll go from one stage to the next and you'll be thinking, oh my gosh, I, I forgot to tell little Johnny to go to the bathroom before he went to bed. And then you're going to remember, oh, that's right. He's potty trained now. I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, yeah. She, that's a ways before she gets to that stage. First, it'll be like, well, or, you um, know, uh, oh, I've got to go breastfeed, but oh, that's right. The kid doesn't breastfeed anymore. <laughs> Do you um, know what it is? Boy or girl? Yeah, it's a girl. Oh, exciting. Yes. Fun. That reminds me. Very exciting. I have to, awesome. I have to see I have if I can of those. still Sean find my... two of those. Yep. I'm going to force her to be into STEM no matter how artsy-fartsy she is because Good luck. it was my dream to be an astronaut and that's not going to happen, but maybe she okay. will be. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be NASA everything uh, <laughs> in this household. <laughs> and then she's going to like Barbie and you won't be able to stop That's yes, right. <laughs> she's going to go into Barbie fashion. in space. <laughs> Oh, that's All right, Scotty's going to get a uh, he's going to get a present from me. It is my standard gift for fathers of girls, and that's all I can say about that. Oh, yeah. All right. So the, oh. now the suspense is out there. And then I'm going to recommend <laughs> uh, this uh, book that's a poem called uh, Option B. It's a book or a poem? It's a book, but it's a poem. A book of a poem. <laughs> a poem in the form of a book. Hold on a second. I'm going to go get it. And then there's the dog poop initiative, too. Yes, Rex has left the building. Option B. Let's see what the internet says. If it's a book or a poem. It doesn't say. No, it's, I think it's point B, not option B. See, it's a very nice book. Hardbound. It's oh. very thin. By Sarah Kay. A poem by Sarah Kay. Is a story okay. time? Yeah, or yeah. Going to read it to if I should, <laughs> should have I a get... daughter, instead of mom, she's going to call me point B. That way, because that way she knows that no matter what happens, at least she can always find her way to me. And it, and it keeps going. So there's a there's the a consulting awesome. company that I I applied awesome. to a while back called Point B. I wonder if that's where they got the name. Or maybe that's where the book got the name. No, Should we read Goodnight no. Moonbase next? No, this is 2011. Oh, All right, so probably none of those things are true <laughs> then. the detective. Um, Miriam, let's go back for a moment, if if we could, if we're done reading. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to. We can. Okay. Yes. I mean, okay. But I got some other um, books here. So you've had a variety of experiences where you were um, – in organizations with access to, in your words, uh, the founders, the president, uh, the people up high. And I think I looked at the ceiling when you said that. Um, yeah. She got FOMO. And, you got FOMO and, being and in the executive room. Well, I mean, that's pretty much you know, going to be a, a, a flavor of my question here is um, having the experiences you've had – uh, do you still feel that you want to be in the same room with the founders as a general statement? Yeah. Yes. Even more so now. Um, are, are, where you're working at now, are you in that space? 
Yes. So not at the corporate level, Adele Wiggins is a trans-time company, but the way that we operate is very, um, like, it's trans-time is decentralized, so each company operates individually, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just under the trans-time portfolio. And so at Adele Wiggins, I do, I report to the VP of sales, and she reports up to the president. And so when we have meetings, it's always with the president, and then all the VPs across the departments, and then we're the next in line. the 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 business unit managers, and me being the associate, we're the we're the next ones in line, right? And so we're always in the room, and we're in charge of taking the direction that we're given from the VPs and the president, and then kind of distilling that and executing on that. Cool. Um, so now I'd say I'm actually part of the conversation, and that's great. You know. Yeah, and I feel really heard and uh, I'm learning a lot. And because it is sales, it is new to me. So it's like I, I'm learning all these new skills, but I'm also, but I'm still in the room. I'm still in the room with the people that I want to oh, be in the yeah. room with. And I'm in a, in a room with people whose roles I aspire to get, oh. you know, to, to get into. So you, I think you started to an- answer the question I was going to ask, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit further. I was going to say, so why? Why do you want to be in the room? To what end? Why do I want to be in the room? Um, I think it's very frustrating sometimes as an individual contributor when you're really, really passionate about something, not having the influence you want to have on an organization. So there's different ways to influence organizations, right? You could, and we talk about this a lot, the difference between leadership and management. Mm -hmm. One is a direct line, like you have direct reports, they have to do what you tell them to do. Um, leadership is a different skill set. You don't have to be a manager to be a leader. You could be a leader yeah. in any role, and it's about what you bring to the table and your personality and rallying people behind, you know, a, a co- one cause, <laughs> the Movement Maker Show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, for those of you on the so, audio version of the podcast, Rex is holding up a sticker of the Movement Maker Show logo. It's a magnet. It's awesome. Oh, sorry, a uh, magnet. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I think obviously it's, it's good to build your leadership skills, but where I have gotten frustrated in the past is, um, also not having the very traditional organizational type of power of having people that have to listen to you and report to you. And it's going to be a, it's a balance of those things, right? And the most charismatic person in the world is not going to convince someone to do something that their manager doesn't support. Because at the end of the day, we're all at work for a paycheck and our managers are the ones that determine the amount of that paycheck, right? So, um, and I'm not talking about doing ethically or morally what's right. I'm just talking about taking direction. It can be very conflicting. So I always wanted to be in a position where I could lead because I'm passionate about, you know, my stance and I always want people to achieve their best. And I felt like having the influence at, at that level would allow me to kind of maximize, <laughs> maximize my influence. Yeah, no, that's great. And you should be there. What's interesting is uh, a lot of our message is about people uh, doing things that may or may not be exactly what their direct management says. <laughs> um, or, or in spite of. Um, So so that's interesting. And and we recognize the fact, I think that's why I like the challenge in a large corporation 
of like getting people to do things that are kind of outside their scope um, because you got to navigate all this, all the management hierarchy. And, and like I said, I'm not yeah. saying like go against, you know, do something unethical, but like do something that's good right, for the right. company, but maybe your management's a little slow on, you know, making happen, you know? So, well, well, Miriam, uh, I think articulated it, uh, well, it, it's, there's this tension between what the person signing your paycheck metaphorically, you know, is, is telling you the person in charge of your performance management and then the the interests of the rest of the organization that may not be 100% aligned with all the different managers in the organizations but you know if you're this this was most of my conversations today you know we've got these individual contributors that want to go and and do the best that they can and everybody, everybody wants to do the best they can. But you have people that are like, yes, that's a great idea. But I've been asked to go do these five things by the person who signs my paycheck. And so then that, that's where that tension comes mm, in. And mm -hmm. it's not that anybody wants to do a bad job, but you have competing priorities. And that's why I think informal leadership is much more challenging than traditional like command and control leadership. Mm -hmm. Where, yeah, I'm going to tell you what to go do, and you're going to go do whatever silly thing comes out of my mouth. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes it's almost like um, leaders or managers are at a disadvantage because people have to do what they say, have to, loosely. Uh, so you don't know exactly if they're doing it because they think it's a good idea and they want to. Versus you right. told them and you're the boss and there's that, you know, that relationship there. Um, I'd rather people do stuff because they think it's a good idea and they want to. Right. So that's yeah. why I use, you know, marketing, copywriting to convince people. And I think like you were saying, like really good leadership is convincing people, have a compelling vision and getting people to go this way because it's the best. It's cool, you know. Not because I said so, but because it's a great idea. Um, and, so, and don't forget flyers. And <laughs> you know, flyers. Back yeah, in the old flyers. days, when they used to print stuff out, people looked on bulletin boards. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is a great moment for some uh, for for a promotional message from one of our sponsors. <laughs> You know, if you head over to the Sean Genevieve's Enterprises Instagram account, there are some posts all about performance management, including some tips as to how you can alleviate the pains that performance management causes you at the end of the year. Sean Genevieve's Enterprises Instagram. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Has <laughs> that ever happened? This show is sponsored by us. <laughs> And our hey, business. Can I write that off as a business expense for marketing? <laughs> yeah, you bet. I think you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh, my goodness. No, I, I think also, though, we do need to acknowledge that, or at least something I'm learning, too, as I, as I move up uh, in an organization, um, 
there are even even leaders at the you know higher levels they they also are experiencing kind of conflicting oh yeah they're, they're experiencing the same things we experience at an individual contributor level right because everybody has everybody a yeah it's even even more. the president even the ceo yeah like they have shareholders they well, have on the to board to, right? right so right they have the board and um and so it's it, yeah it's just it's really fascinating because i always kind of thought that that obstacle would go away the higher up you went but it's actually you, you get more pressure totally and it's harder and harder to to do the right thing long term for the business because you don't always have the luxury of making those strategic long term decisions uh because you have people that you have to answer to you know next quarter mm-hmm. you know you have shareholders you have to answer to at the next, you know, annual review or whatever. So it's really, it's, it is really fascinating. And I don't, I don't want what I said to come across as like, oh, you know, managers, they just want to, they are dictators. No, they're human beings. And everybody, like Sean said, everybody wants to do a good job. We just all have competing priorities. Everybody has different ideas. Yeah, no, I totally see that too. Like the higher up you go, not that I've experienced it, but I could just tell (laughs) certain things. (laughs) The higher up you go, the more, like, do what the boss says they become, even. It's really interesting. So, that's Just to be clear, we're not using Rex's career trajectory as a model <laughs> for this metaphor or this example. Well, we're just saying, hypothetically, I, if yeah, we were to look at somebody. I don't know what, how I got that impression, but I, I've seen it. But uh, Rex is like, I once read about somebody who... <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I heard, heard from my sister's friend who's dating a guy who saw Ferris at the ice cream shop. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, why I Marian like, doesn't uh, understand that reference because it was before she was born. Oh, that was a, yeah, yeah. That was a long movie. It was, if it's Ferris Bueller, Bueller. that's my yeah, guess. That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I deal in uh, communities of practice inside organizations around particular subjects that people are interested in. So you can be a leader of a community without having to be do their performance management. So I lead thousands of people. It's awesome. <laughs> well, and that's good. That's a, that's another way. I, yeah, it, I don't know. It's just another way to use your skill set. And um, I, I, that was one of the most fascinating things I think that we talked about. You know, from in business school is the difference between a manager yeah. and a leader. We talked about it in every single yeah. class, and it's because there's a huge distinction, and we always we we think that they're the same thing, and they're not. They're not. One's a job title, right? One is very like one's very specific on paper, and the other one is more of like a, a lifelong skill set that you always have to build. Um, and there are different variations of it. Leaders come in all shapes and sizes. And Sean, I talked to. I know I spoke to some students in your class about this, where. They asked me my opinion about introverted leaders and if people who are introverted are, um, if they can be good leaders. And I I told them, yeah, you know, extroversion, introversion, that's just kind of like a personality type or like a a preference of how how, um, much you're willing to kind of expose about yourself. But it doesn't make you a good leader or a bad leader, right? Because introverted people are really good at receiving information receiving a lot of inputs, distilling that into one thought. And then when they have something to say, it's really good. Like usually it's really uh, meaningful. Yeah. They're not just out. They're not like me. You're out here spewing words just to hear themselves talk. Yeah. So. 
that's a great it's, point. Yeah, it's really interesting. Love yeah. And I know a lot of introverts that like, you know, give big presentations that are out, that are on video or whatever. It, it, it takes a lot of energy out of them. So they, after they do it, they have to go by yes. themselves. But it's fine. You know, they can talk to people, you know. Um, right. And they can make great decisions and they have great ideas. It doesn't make them any less of an influential uh, person or leader. You know, it doesn't, it's not the, it doesn't matter, introverted, extroverted. It's just about kind of what you do with the skills that you have and who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. I learned a new term this semester from my students, uh, which I had never heard before, but it it makes sense. And I know it's not a new word, but uh, ambivert, which is Uh kind of a, a combination of an introvert and an extrovert. Which I think applies to a lot of people. <laughs> Is that yeah. all of us? Yeah. Isn't, Isn't that all of us? It's a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, that also, though, uh, here here's the official definition: a person who is neither clearly extroverted nor introverted. So it's kind of like, well, we don't really want to pick a side, so <laughs> we're just going to come up with a new name for yeah. indecision. Well, I don't know though, because I, I mean. I will say, like, I'm people consider me to be an extroverted person, probably because I'm. I mean, I'm very outgoing, and um, I, I've been told I'm personable, so I'm mm. going to believe it. Um, those people, but, <laughs> but I, I mean, extroversion by definition, at least from my understanding, is that you 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 almost gain more energy from being around yeah. people, and I don't feel that. I do feel depleted uh-huh. after. A lot of interactions so then it's like well am i an introvert because that that's actually the definition of an introvert so i like this kind of like in between yeah. <laughs> i like that it's not so extreme because i we're human beings yeah. and we can't not all of, i mean maybe there are some people who are just strictly one way or the other but i think for the most part a lot of us are a little bit of both um, a blend yes yeah a little for bit sure. of both for sure can you share with our audience, or just us, uh, if you'd like, the worst advice you ever received. <laughs> yeah. Well, well wait was, a minute. <laughs> which Could was one of the questions. Now, so this was one, one of, of the, us. This was well, yeah. <laughs> so there could be new, new worst advice. But yeah. one of the student groups, so one of the the um, uh, the semester project in one of the classes in the leadership class was to do a. Uh, a five to 15 minute podcast with somebody from industry with leadership experience. And so Miriam was the guest on one of the student teams and um, they asked her that question and I LOL'd and then texted her as much uh, when I heard her answer because I truncated part of it. Um, But so what was the worst (laughs) advice you ever received? Rex, I am liking the cliffhangers. Yes. Well, the question is, does our, do our listeners like the cliffhangers? Well, as, uh, as somebody who is intimately familiar with the sponsor of the show, <laughs> I can tell you the sponsor is liking the cliffhangers. Okay. Well, that's all that matters then. Just keep on sponsoring. Sponsor. We love your sponsorship. Yes. Well, I love being a sponsor. 
<laughs> All right. Well, hopefully everyone keeps coming back to the answer of the cliffhanger and watch the next episode. Yes. The the sponsor appreciates the ratings. And all the leads that come with ratings. All the sharing, talking about, reposting. Sean Genevieve's Enterprises. Do business better. <laughs>